The Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 167. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a film that I have been wanting to watch for years now, but I don't know why I didn't. I I heard that it was super spooky, and then I heard that it was like not very good. And so then I just heard too many conflicting opinions and mm. it And so then I just didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that we got around to watching it because it was we'll get there, I guess, but yeah, so this film came out in 2016. It's been out for a little while now. And it is about a father and son duo that are medical examiners. And they need to figure out the cause of death for this young woman that apparently has like no marks anywhere on her body. And the whole thing is about them trying to figure out why she died until it's not. And then it is again. So, yeah. Which, it was creepy to me mostly because of the way that they just left her eyes open the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This, I loved this movie. Like, I immediately got sucked in with the trying to figure out how she died from the medical standpoint. We're not, like, we as the audience know that it's probably something spooky, but they're still figuring it out. And that was awesome. And to go through, like, something weird would happen and he'd be like, oh, it. Like, there was a a fucking plant in her skin. And we're like, that's fucking creepy and spooky and supernatural. And he's just like, oh, no, that means she might be in a sex trafficking ring from the Northeast. And that was so cool to me. Yeah, I I agree. I was really into the the autopsy itself. And honestly, when all the supernatural stuff started, I could take it or leave it. (laughs) Yeah, like, it was fine. It was a little spooky. It wasn't over the top. There was a point where... Like, you know it's going to happen because they keep showing this mirror up in the ceiling where it shows you if somebody's around the corner so you don't, like, bump into each other. And you know that she's going to show up in it at some point. And that was cool and creepy. That was awesome. Loved it. But I agree. I could have take it or leave it. But this supernatural part of this Jane Doe was the fact that she herself never did anything. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, they would zoom in on her face sometimes, and you would expect her to, I don't know, blink or talk, or she's going to scare the shit out of them, or she's going to get off the table. None of that ever happens. Which I really liked, because she was scary enough just as she was, you know, just looking straight ahead with her, you know, eyes kind of foggy and opaque and gray looking, and just with her mouth open or I did like how at certain points like her mouth would close and she had a different expression but still Mm -hmm. no movement and that could have just been because they closed her mouth but she also at one point looked like she was ready to fucking fight you know what I mean but she didn't move and like the whole time you were like oh this is it there's going to be like a slight twitch of the eye or something Mm -hmm. and that never once happened but it didn't really need to for her to still be scary exactly like she was still spooky it and part of her being spooky is you know there's a point where they have 
they're basically splitting her skin from her muscle and they peel it back and there's stuff written on the inside. She doesn't move or anything, but how the fuck did that get there? Or the lights go out and you see them trying to like grab cell phones and flashlights and see what's going on and all the bodies that they have been storing are gone, but she's still laying there. That mm, Things like that. They were just very subtle, creepy. Right. And our characters here, we have Tommy, who is the head coroner, and Austin, his son. And then we also have a side character. Her name is Emma, and she is Austin's girlfriend. And in the beginning, Emma comes to visit Austin, and they're supposed to go out on a date, and she goes down to the morgue, and they kind of talk about these bells that are attached to these corpses. And she's like, well, why do we put bells on corpses? And Tommy's like, well... Because in the past, coroners used to tie bells to bodies to make sure they were dead and not just in comas. So that way, if they got up, like, you would know, oh, not dead. Like, yeah. And she was like, well, why do you still do it? And he's like, ah, eh, just, you know, tradition, old fashioned, you know. That's like, yeah. And then, that's going to come back later. Well, yeah. But my frustration with that, when he says tradition, literally, because we eventually, once again, it's horror, you know, like Amanda said, it's going to come back. We're going to hear somebody walking and the bell ringing and we do but the only one because multiple corpses are in there multiple get up and walk around the only one that has a bell is the one that shot himself in the face okay pretty sure he's dead you don't need to double check that one right yeah true (laughs) like his face is missing yeah like he doesn't have a face anymore he's dead put the bell on somebody else maybe but if they all had bells, that'd be one thing. Yeah, literally. Exactly. Like, okay, yeah, it's tradition. You just do it on every corpse, but that's fucking weird. I didn't like that, but I did like that when she is like, she's like going to look at the face, it's all slow-mo. And then the dad shakes the bell and scares the fuck out of her. That was great. It made me laugh. That was my dad. Yes. I had a, (laughs) he did shit like that all the time. I had a grandfather. Granted, he didn't do it for laughs. He did it to like, train me right i had a grandfather that lived on a ranch out in the middle of nowhere and we had rattlesnakes and he kept a bunch in a drawer when he would kill them he'd keep the rattle and i was just like in the kitchen one day and opening a drawer whatever he came up behind me and scared the fuck out of me by shaking that thing next to my face i didn't know he was there and (laughs) (laughs) like yeah it's funny in retrospect but it was basically that if you ever hear that you fucking leave. Yeah. Like, yeah, fair. You're like, uh-huh, got it. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, this corpse, so this Jane Doe corpse come in, comes in right as he's leaving, and he decides to stay and help his dad instead of go with his girlfriend, which she's, like, mad about because she gets blown. You can tell she gets blown off all the time. Okay, but they literally talk about how this is, like, four generations of doing this same career. I'm not saying that he's forced to go into this field at all, but you have to understand that if you're going into a family like that, you need to have certain expectations for your life as a wife. And if you can't handle it, maybe leave that relationship. So like you're going to see some dead bodies occasionally. You may bring him down a sandwich or something and or come kiss him goodbye and you're going to see an open body. You need to get used to that. And I'm not saying get- she shouldn't get used to the body. I'm saying he was supposed to be done for the day and they were supposed to leave. And then Okay, he but leave. the cops brought in another corpse. I'm sorry that should happen sometimes. I know, but 
I'd still be like, bruh, your dad can handle this. Can we just fucking go? But Yeah, but part of it, like, he wants to help his dad, but he's also really, really, really curious. You can tell that maybe he would do better. He doesn't really want to do this job, but he's still interested. Like, maybe he'd do better as, like, a detective type. Because he, yeah. his dad just wants to figure out how they died. He wants to figure out why they died. Right. And he says that a lot. So his dad's like... You know, that's not your job. That's not our job. We only know what the body tells us, period. End of discussion. Anything else does not pertain to this. Yeah, except so, until it does. You know. Yeah. So, you know, the cops bring down this body, white as a sheet, no marks on it, middle of the night. And the guy's like, I have no idea what's going on. And I need to find out tonight. And this kid is also just really curious. I would be. I'd be like, I'm there. Let's fucking figure this shit out. Yeah, I wonder, like, part of me has always wondered if I could do this job, you know. Oh, my God, I always wanted to. I was going to go to medical school, and this is what I wanted to do, medical examiner. Yes. Yeah, you don't have to, like, the patient's already dead, so the heartbreak's not. I mean, obviously, it's going to be sad when you get certain cases, but you you don't have to get, like, you know, with, like, oncologists or whatever, you're really personal with the patient and their family, and it's always tragic all the time, and then they die, you know. You kind of get the patient after the point like kind of funeral directors and stuff too. It's like, you yeah. know, well, I didn't know the the family or the patient and it's obviously very sad, but at the same time, you don't get that attachment before death, you know? Yeah, there's a show. It's one of my favorite. It only got like a season and a half and it's got Eliza Dushku in it from Buffy. That's why I watched it. It's called True Calling. And basically that's what she's doing. She's going to school to be a doctor and she ends up, her internship just has to be at a morgue and she's helping out the medical examiner but then like these bodies when she's working on them they will come back to life for a second and take her back in time so that she can try to save them so much fucking fun love that show that's what got me interested into that yeah i think like i would just rather deal with dead people than live people just because it's just the not the emotion but just like the the families are Obviously, you have to deal with the family sometimes because you have to figure out how they died. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can just do your work. Yeah. And do your work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you still get to help that person. Mm-hmm. It just you got to cut them open to do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so they the. The sheriff brings this body. And. They basically are like. They don't know what happened. They just found her because there was this random multiple homicide that they also don't really know much about. And they just found her buried kind of down in the basement. And so they go to perform the autopsy and they're like, what the hell? There are no external visible bruises, marks, nothing. Her skin is literally like perfect. Pristine. Yeah. No, I kept thinking. So we don't know. Like you can assume that it might be possession or something. Especially because we end up seeing, like, when they pull her skin open and there's stuff written there, it's like, maybe it's a ritual or something. So you're assuming maybe possession. I was hoping the whole time it was a vampire. I was fucking hoping it wasn't. Interesting. Yeah. Because her skin is just so pristine. At one point, they find something in her stomach that is from, like, the 1600s. I'm like, vampire. But it's not. (laughs) (laughs) And 
Like they find out her wrist and ankle bones are totally shattered. Her tongue has been cut out. One of her teeth is missing. Her lungs are totally scorched. Like they'd suffered third degree burns. Like she should have been burned alive, but she's not. Her, all of her internal organs are scarred and have a, a bunch of scar tissue and cuts on them. And the plant they find is Jimson weed and it's a paralyzing agent. So somebody paralyzed her to torture her. They also found like vaginal trauma and like, that's why they thought maybe some sort of sex trafficking because they thought maybe, you know, with the shattered wrists and ankles, maybe she was bound and tortured, which Mm -hmm. they, you, like you mentioned, he's like, no, I've seen this before and they did this. Mm -hmm. And so he's trying to put all these things together and the body like suggests that death has like just occurred but the eyes said that it could have been several days so nothing is like coming together which yeah by far my favorite part was them starting the autopsy and just doing all that and trying to figure that out and then this is when I as a coroner or whatever would have fucking stopped working I'd have been like nope I'm out (laughs) when the radio started playing a song about the devil yeah just randomly change the Mm -hmm. station and then some song from the 50s comes on talking about the devil i'm out nope yeah and it's like it's a manual radio like you have to physically turn the dial Mm, creepy yeah she fucking did that Uh that was her Uh -uh. (laughs) i ain't doing it and the song literally talks about like mom talking to you about the devil or something i don't know but and austin thinks he sees people standing in the morgue's hallway and then when he goes, he finds their cat, like, mutilated. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I forgot about that until you brought it up. I'm sorry. Oh, that was that was a really hard scene. Yeah. Because it was, oh, my God. It was so well done because you see the cat in the beginning and he's, like, bringing in a rat. So you're not sure, like, if he's a, a loved animal or if he's just, like, a barn cat, which I know they're loved as well, but just, like, a different level. Then the dad, the father comes in and sees the cat and you can just tell how heartbroken he is and the cat is suffering. So he breaks its neck so that it doesn't have to suffer anymore. And he puts it in the crematorium and he just tells his son, I need some time. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm breaking. Yeah, it was really sad. Yeah. And uh, who the fuck fucked up the cat? Right. It was our corpse. Like, mm. I do feel bad for her, but also, yeah, let the cat alone. <laughs> right. Come on. And then they cremate their cat. At least they got to do that together. So they go back into the t- autopsy and they find a piece of cloth with her tooth in it and it has roman numerals and like this etching that looks very ritualistic like not quite a pentagram but very similar you know Mm -hmm. and then on the inside of her skin they find very similar symbols like how the fuck do you write on the inside of someone's skin when they look right hell no And then right as that happens, all the lights suddenly explode. And it was funny because I was home alone watching this. And like right at that point, I texted Kristen and I was like, so like, how spooky is this about to get? Because I'm by myself right now. And, you know, she was like, eh. Yeah. 
It's, it's not that bad. It doesn't. So if anybody is like a scaredy cat at all, but still likes horror, this is honestly probably a good one. It would probably creep you out enough, but not overly so. Yeah. Like maybe watch it with someone else in the house, but you could probably watch it alone. Yeah. Maybe just not like if you're totally alone, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's when like all the lights go out and they're like, okay. And then they realize all the other corpses are gone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I would start trying to bargain with that Jane Doe and be like, (laughs) what do you need? What do you want? Like, do you want me to sew you back up? Like, what can I do for you? Yeah. I'll put all the organs back. Yeah. Because once again, she's still laying there. And this didn't happen until you fucking pulled her skin and saw this shit. Yeah, I agree. I'd be like, it's her. She's the fucking one. But of course, like the the dad is still trying to be rational about mm-hmm. all this. But the son's like, fuck, no, it's her. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's got to be her. He, he at least catches on quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. We would have all been him, I'm sure. Like, mm, yes, that bitch is magic or satanic like, <laughs> <laughs> or both. So. They decide that they're going to like leave, but the elevator doesn't work and they are blocked from an exit because there's like a major storm and a tree fell. So they can't get out of like their cellar door type thing. And some random, like they decide to run to their office basically and barricade the door. And then some, one of the random corpses just starts banging on it. And then Tommy, the father, goes to the bathroom and you just see something pull him backwards, slam the door and like basically like beat him the fuck up. Yeah. And it just leaves bruises on him. But before we even got there, before the lights even went out, we had started to open up Jane Doe and the father had gotten cut on like one of her ribs. So that's why he goes in the bathroom is because he's trying to wash that off. But as soon as he did that, I was like, okay, so he's possessed now. I thought that it was going to like crawl like an infection, you know, and like mm-hmm. make his skin all black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out, obviously, like what the fuck happened. And I, even after something just randomly beat him up, he's still like, no, no, this. Yeah. It, no. Like, he's still trying to be logical about it. Yeah. He's like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? Uh-huh. You, no. <laughs> So they go back to the autopsy room and they are looking at her again. And then the door locks itself. And so they pull a shining and Austin goes at it with an axe and like makes a little hole. And then of course, you know that he's staring through the hole for forever. So you're going to see one of the corpses come up. Yeah. And it does. It's frustrating though, because why are you taking an axe to that portion of the door if you want to get out? That's not going to do that. Like, it's not even low enough where somebody could, you know, put your hand through to try to unlock it on the other side, that type of maneuver. No, it's like way up into the left. You're not going to do anything with that. Yeah. Like, did you just energy? Did you just want to, like, make a peephole or what? Did you actually want to get out? Literally, it already has windows in the fucking door. Just have her, whatever. Right. So. They see the corpse standing there and they're like, okay, fuck all this shit. And so they're like, let's burn her. (laughs) I love that. Love that. This whole time, I I have a really hard time not doing this with any horror movie. I'm like, what are you going to tell the cops? Dude, Yeah, (laughs) he's going to come in and be like, you did what? 
you don't understand, bro. <laughs> All the corpses started getting up, walking around. Like, yeah, she's fucking like, I don't know what she is, but like, nobody's going to fucking believe that. Y'all you know? are going to an institution, especially when. So, yeah, they try to burn her. They're trying to take her to the crematorium and she won't let that shit happen. No, no. So then our son is like, that's fine. I'll fucking burn her right here. And he literally dumps. That's fine. That's fine. That's (laughs) fine. (laughs) He just dumps gasoline on her. I'm like, that's right. That's right. But it doesn't work. She almost burns the whole place down around them. So they end up having to put the fire out. But in all of that, they're finally like, okay, we're fucking out. They hear the elevator like it's working. So they try. They get to the elevator. They're getting spooked. They have the axe, and they axe one of the bodies. They think, and it ends up being. Bro, I knew this was gonna happen. I'm yeah. sorry. Proceed. It ends up being the son's girlfriend that they axed. So yeah, that's another part of it. Like you already tried to burn this corpse. You're you're gonna go into an institution, and now you've killed somebody. You so. murdered someone with an axe. Like, <laughs> I knew that was going to happen because, like, the whole time in the beginning, she was like, I'll come back for you in, like, a couple hours and we'll go to, like, a midnight showing of a movie. And then the whole time I'm like, she's she's still got to come back at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen to her when she does, but it's not going to be good. <laughs> right. And then she gets fucking axed, which actually was a good scene because, you like, a lot of times I feel like when people get murdered or die in front of their loved ones, they just kind of, like, Maybe they don't know how to act the grief very well, or maybe it's written like that. But a lot of times they'll just like slink up against the wall in shock. But he actually like threw himself over her body and started like screaming and stuff. And I feel like that's more of an actual reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was was acted well. Right. But then they're still like, this is still a bad situation. We can't help her. We've got to get the fuck out. And then they get stuck in the elevator together. Gots to go. Yeah. And then he's also realizing like that more stuff is happening to his body tommy like Mm -hmm. he's getting super fucked up yeah the bruising is just getting worse and worse yeah so they decide that you know jane doe's corpse is not is like not gonna let them find out the truth about her death like austin's like you have got to let this rational shit go because look at what's happening to you you thought that emma was a corpse because that's what you saw how the fuck did that happen you know because that's what happened like he literally saw the face of a corpse and axed it and then it was not a corpse like Mm -hmm. so then they the only thing they haven't cut into yet is her brain So they cut into her brain tissue and they look at it under a microscope and her brain is active. So even though they have removed her heart, cut into her lungs, like taken out like big pieces of all of her internal organs, they literally have held her heart in their hands. She is still alive. Yeah, but it's kind of cool because they've mentioned it already a little bit. When they pull her organs out and set them on the table away from her body, they start to disintegrate. So it's like her body is keeping them alive. But it did frustrate me also. Like, So in the very beginning of the film, we see them working on a corpse already. And they do the whole thing. And they pull this man's brain entirely out to see what happened inside. And basically you find out that he fell. Um, His body was burned. But so I'm assuming he tried, he fell when he was trying to get out of the flames and then he was burnt. But basically that's what you find out is that he fell. That's what actually killed him. But they don't do that with her. They only pull out a little piece of the brain and then put the skull back and everything. And I'm like, what the, 
pull her brain out. There's probably more shit written in there. Maybe they're very spooked. <laughs> I don't want to pull her brain out. Maybe if you slice up the brain, everything stops. Dude. Yeah. Get in there. Fuck it up. Fuck shit up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it would make it stop, but like if the brain's controlling everything, take the brain out. Yes. She let you take a piece of the brain. Yes. I mean, they literally talk about how, okay, well, she is doing this and we just, we have to finish. Okay. Well, part of finishing the autopsy is pulling her entire brain out. Am I wrong? No, but apparently they ain't going to do that. (laughs) And then they figure out on the cloth that they pulled out of her earlier that the markings refer to Leviticus 2027, which condemns witches and the year 1693, the date of the Salem witch trials, which the Salem witch trial thing's a little played out in my opinion, but whatever. We can pick another witchy thing. You know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed. But witches, I feel like, aren't played out. Because no, I don't. I agree with that. I'm just yeah, the like, whole Salem thing. Yeah, it could have just been devil possession, which we've seen a billion times. But the fact that it was a witch that was pretty fucking cool and unique that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, I was for sure thinking it was going to be some sort of like demon possession, or like mm-hmm. they did like do some sort of ritual to her that like made her some sort of conduit. Yeah, you like, know. Honestly, that's why I haven't thought of watching this movie not that i don't care but just the autopsy of jane doe and the way she looks on the cover and there it's a father and son trying to figure out how she died i'm like oh so it's possession i'm good i'll just wait i also thought that too yeah but the fact that it was a witch made it cool and unique i liked it yeah so tommy and austin think that in their attempt to punish a witch, the Salem authorities instead transformed this innocent woman into a witch who now wants revenge. So they think that she's just an innocent, but now that she, it's basically kind of like, have y'all ever seen Paranorman? You know, the little girl that wasn't a witch, but now she's like, Oh, you think I'm a fucking witch. All right. I'm a <laughs> fuck shit up. That's basically what this is. And so Tommy leans over her and says, you can do whatever you want to me as a sacrifice but please spare my son Mm -hmm. so then all of a sudden his ankles and wrists start shattering and he starts like doubling over and he's in like a ton of pain and as the wounds start happening to him the corpse's own wounds begin to heal like heal like blood goes back into her and the cuts start you know healing up and it seems to end her curse yeah her eyes even start changing back yeah, they're like crown. hazel. Yeah. yeah. The reason all her torture was only visible on the interior of her body is because each time Jane heals, it is from the outside in. So this process has occurred enough times for her to, to look very nice outside while her <laughs> internal injuries have yet to be resolved. So Tommy reaches for a knife to cut out his own tongue and complete the ritual. However, Austin stabs his father in the chest to end his misery. So it's like, you didn't finish, bruh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is what he said. Like, I will sacrifice myself, and he didn't let his dad finish, so she's like, all right, I'll still kill you. Yep. And now I'm like, okay, so you killed your dad. There's an axe-murdered woman in the hallway. Dude, yeah, he's the corpse going away doesn't look like, Yeah, the corpse doesn't look <laughs> like anything has been done to it. Like, you didn't even start... 
And you torched your cat. So you basically (laughs) what the cops see is that you went crazy one night and killed everybody. Yeah. And then he thinks he hears sheriffs outside. And so he like runs to them. And I'm like, boy, you better run run away from them. You got to go on the run forever now. And then he realizes it's a hallucination. And then he gets a vision of his dad's corpse. And he falls over a stairwell to his death. So everybody did and then the police arrive the next morning and they're like what the fuck happened it's another weird crime scene that we don't understand and the corpse shows no signs of trauma no signs of autopsy was taken to a university and during the ambulance ride it plays that mm-hmm. satany song and but i love the sheriff because he's like they're like do you want us to take her to this local hospital and he's like no get her out of my county <laughs> like yeah see you know you know yeah He's got to know something happened. He's like, this corpse has now been found twice. And both times, crazy shit happened. Right. And everybody's dead. And we don't see any killer. Mm-hmm. So, no, no. Get her out of here. Yeah. Uh-uh. What I feel bad for her, though, is like, they do say that she feels all of this happening to her as it's happening. Yeah, like she was feeling them do the autopsy and cut into her and stuff. Yeah, that's got to be awful. No wonder she's going after people and killing them like, fuck you. Uh, yeah, like, no thank you, which is awful because she's just going to be passed around from corner to corner to corner because now she's a corpse. Mm-hmm. So she'll I just heal up for another open. autopsy. Like, how do we how do we fix this, you know? Yeah. I still want to know why she was in these random people's basement. I don't know, but she killed them, obviously. But, like, why? How did that happen? You know what I mean? Yeah, because they find her just buried in the soil in the basement or or partially unburied. So it's like, did these people find her in their basement? But it doesn't look like they well, I guess they could have. What, what did they do? Like, did they start cutting her up and then she fucked them up? Yeah, I'm confused about the beginning, but the autopsy part is fun. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they would have made just as much sense to have transferred her, you know, mm-hmm. being like, I don't know, somebody killed these corners. And now it's your turn. Right, exactly. But her just being in a random house basement, it's like. Were you guys serial killers? Because I don't understand. Or maybe she doesn't need an autopsy to kill. I don't know. Maybe they just found her and she went off. I don't know. But then there's the ritual thing. Like it had to be a ritual. Right? Yeah. Like she didn't start bothering them until they started cutting into her. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Plot holes, you know. (laughs) They had to introduce her somehow. Because yeah. in the beginning of that, like that murder of that family or whatever in the house where they found her, the cops were like, nobody was trying to get in. They were trying to get out. Yeah. So she, it was her. But like, what happened? Yeah. And when we're with the medical examiners, they mentioned that she has been doing this for a while, but people got rid of her. So that's why I think maybe she was buried in somebody's basement. But then, yeah, like. Did she bother them when they wanted to remodel their basement or something? What happened? <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, I mean, still a maybe. Really fun movie. 
Yeah, I wasn't like a huge fan. I was a big fan of the autopsy and like mm-hmm. I liked the plot in general. But like, I don't know, just something about like the zombie corpses. I wasn't a huge fan yeah, I didn't of like that. Yeah, I but I know why they did it. Like they're in a morgue. So what what are they going to do to make it scary? Right. The corpses are going to get up and walk around. So like I get it. I just wanted like I thoroughly enjoyed more time with the actual corpse than them like being scared by other stuff. So Yes. You know, so I liked a lot of this movie and then a lot of it I was like kind of on the fence about. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good time. It has an 87% from critics and a 70% from audiences. So clearly people also enjoy it. As far as from me, I kind of teetered back and forth between a three and a four, to be honest with you. But because of all the fun I had, like on the actual autopsy scene and like figuring her out and like that problem solving stuff I'd probably go with a four and that's so interesting because I was just sitting here going I teetered between a four and a five but for (laughs) me because it was a little because there were some things like the zombie pieces and the the plot hole from the beginning that I didn't like probably a four (laughs) instead of a five but I had a lot of fun with this this will now go into my rotation of movies Yeah. And maybe there is something to say about what we didn't understand from the beginning. And maybe we're just like, yeah, missing it. But I think it was just a way, you know, like the second half was definitely weaker than the first half. I think definitely, I definitely liked the introduction more. She, that was a lot stronger, but overall it was a lot of fun. And you know, I felt bad for the actress. She just had to lay there naked the whole time. I know, right? There were a couple times, like, uh, I don't remember what they were doing, but they were, like, zooming in on her face, and you could see her eyeballs moving. And I was like, like, you could barely see it. It was just because I was staring, but she did a really good job. Yeah, you, it's really hard to, like, be, comp- like, your eyes just move. They just mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Uh, the director of this also did Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, he's interested. Okay. Yeah. He also did a movie called Troll Hunter, which I don't know anything about that, but it's also very highly rated. It is. I've really wanted to see it just because of the high rating, but I don't know. Yeah. So just so y'all know who else, like this director, what else he's done, his highest rated film is The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It outranked uh, Scary Stories by 10%, actually, on the critic side. Yeah. Only by 2% on the... Actually, Scary Stories is higher by 2% on the audience score, but, you know, the critics gave it 10% higher. So just a little fun little tidbit there <laughs> for the director. So, and, and you can, that's kind of interesting because he used a lot of the same, like, dark effects mm-hmm. on both films now that you kind of, now that I think about it, especially some of the hallway shots. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun if you haven't seen it. It used to be on Netflix, but now it's not. So you kind of got to actually pay for it now which is unfortunate, but obviously everything's on Amazon prime. So if you want to rent it, it's worth it. Or now you can go to like a bunch of used Blu-ray places and it's super cheap. So, and it's, it's spooky month. And I definitely think it deserves a watch if you want to be creeped out and have some popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It was a lot of fun. And he was inspired by the conjuring to do this. So interesting. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. So there are like prosthetics used for the corpse, but most of it was also actually played by the actress. <laughs> so good job, girl. Like yeah. I know it was just laying there, but also you're like I don't naked know. the whole time and people yeah. are touching you. Like Yeah. So, <laughs> mm, good for you. Like Yeah. 
Mm. And she, like, her knowledge of yoga, I'm reading this right now, helped her control her body and breathing. Ooh, that's That's how she stayed so still. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's wild. But yeah, it was really fun. So check it out. Let us know what you think. You can follow us on our socials. Everything is the Extra Sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. And you can follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. And next time, lock the door and pretend you're safe. Till then, stay creepy.